Welcome to At the Crossroads Church weekly podcast. Our hope is that you will grow in your walk with God and be blessed and encouraged in your daily lives as you listen. You can visit us at our website at atthecrossroads.ca. Again, uh, just a blessing to be here and share with you in the Word this morning. And, uh, you know, as we launch into this new year, and, uh, and actually throughout the year, but as we're starting, I just really felt to, to speak um, on a theme that the Lord put on my heart. Um, I guess it was just this past week. But it's called, I want, to, I want to speak to you about living under the apple tree. Living under the apple tree. You know, as we move into 2022, um, the effect that we're going to have on people is, is it so comes out of a place where you and I are called to live in this place of passion, to live in this place of, of power uh, that God wants, to, wants for us to have, and he wants for us to live in that place. And, um, you know, just as an example, too, there are examples of people who have lived short lives. I was so impacted as a new believer uh, by, and some of you may have heard him, a singer, Keith Green. And uh, he's, he's probably one of my, my personal favorites anyways. Uh, he was just such a man of passion. But, you know, uh, Keith Green uh, died at about the age of 28, I think it was. And so his ministry from the time that, that God uh, got a hold of his life and he, he was living a life that was not in God's ways as a young man. But when God got a hold of his life and he began a ministry, he only had a ministry period of about eight years. But he so impacted uh, churches across North America and even around the world. And, uh, and there's still a song, you may, you may have even heard it before, uh, Oh Lord, You're Beautiful. And that was a song that Keith Green wrote and, and still is sung in churches today. And you know, Keith Green, and uh, there's so many other examples that I could speak of, who, had sh- who lived short lives even, who had short time periods of ministry, and yet they made such an impact on their generation and even beyond their own generation because they came to this place that I'm calling this morning living under the apple tree. It's a, another place we often refer to it as being in the secret place with God, being in that, that, that place alone with God. And so I want us to look here at Song of Solomon in chapter 2. In verse 3 to 5. And it says here, Like an apple tree among the trees of the woods, so is my beloved among the sons. I sat down in his shade with great delight, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. He brought me to the banqueting house, and his banner over me was love. Sustain me with cakes of raisins. Refresh me with apples for I am lovesick. You know, this was a song that Solomon wrote uh, to, to um, one of his wives. And, uh, and obviously, this was a song that he penned, you know, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And he's talking here, and there's, there's many themes that come out in, in, in the Song of Solomon. But I just want to look this morning about this being under the apple tree, living under the apple tree. And it says here that the apple tree was among the trees of the woods, and so was the beloved among the sons. You know, the first thing I want us to take note of, there's, there's, there's lots of trees out there in the forest. There's lots of trees for you to choose from 
that you're going to sit under, that you're going to try and find shade under, that you're going to try and find protection from. But here he says, you know, that he sat down. She came and she sat down under the apple tree. And, you know, I just want to, you to know this morning, it's only here in this place that we're calling the apple tree, sitting under the apple tree and partaking of that fruit. That's the only place that you and I are going to find fulfillment. And it talks about this person here. As she sits down, she talks and refers to um, him as her beloved. And so right away we see, you know, this is talking about relationship. It's talking about intimacy. It's talking about this place, you know, where our affections are. And, you know, the Apostle Paul, when he was writing to the Corinthians uh, in chapter 6, with 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11 to 12, uh, you know, he cries out there and he says, Oh, Corinthians, we have spoken open to you, openly to you. Our heart is wide open. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted by your own affections. You know, so, the, so Paul's cry here to the people was about how he was pouring out his heart, you know, and yet the Corinthians, and, and uh, you know, if you've read uh, any of the books of Corinthians, you would know they were a church, they were blessed in many ways, especially in the gifts of the Spirit and things, but unfortunately, they were not coming into the fruit of the Spirit. And there was a lot of things, if you follow that, that passage beyond, you find out where Paulus was talking to them. You know, how can, how can darkness and light have communion? You know, how, how can we come? Why are you seeking to be yoked with unbelievers? And, and some of the relationships that they were in were demonic, and they were lawless, as Paul said there. And so his cry to them, he says, you're not restricted by us. You're restricted by your own affections. And so this place under the apple tree is about your affections. You know, this morning, where are your affections? Where are your affections really at? Where are you really communing? Where are you really seeking to find hope and to find inspiration in your life? You know, it says in First uh, John chapter 1 and verse 7, it says there that if we walk in the light... As he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. You know, so if we're walking in the light, then we have fellowship with one another. And I know, you know what, it's great that we can do this live stream. But ultimately, our hope is not only to meet here, but I really want to encourage you as we're moving into this new year to be reaching out to other people, looking and focusing. You know, what are the needs of, of the people around you and the people that, that you're meeting, the people that, you know, God's bringing across your path? Where are you? You know, where are you? Um, you know, even, even here within our own body, where are you in terms of your serving and your helping? Because there's many opportunities, you know, for people to become involved in a way where you can touch other people's lives and, and impact them and reach out to other people. And so God's calling you, even in our worship, you know, when we, we gather here, even in your, your worship at home, like, where are you in that worship? Are you engaging in that worship? Like, is, is it hitting you here, you know, in your heart? 
And so I just want to encourage you, this place of, of communing with the Lord, you know, this place of the apple tree, this place of being with your beloved is so important uh, as you go into this new year. It's, it's going to determine, you know, whether or not you get this breakthrough that we were singing about earlier. Uh, next, we, we see here, we need to marinate in the reality uh, that our beloved is among the sons. So he's, he's one of the trees among the forest, but he's also among the sons. And I really want us just to stop and think about that. Because, you know, Jesus was not only the son of God, he was also and often referred to himself as the son of man. He was the son of man because he, he came, he came incarnate in the flesh. And, and sometimes we forget about the importance of that, about the reality of that, and how he historically came and, and he shared his life in ministry amongst us here on the earth. You know, there's many other faiths uh, in the world. There's many other faiths that try to reach uh, some sort of, of, of a morality but our God, our God alone is the only one who has come and lived amongst us, lived in the flesh. And I want you to know that is so important for you to take hold of that. It's so important, you know, for us to, to get into this place with the Lord where that is just daily uh, so on our heart and so impacting us that we're living under that reality because that's the very thing that actually affects the demonic world that tries to come against you, this demonic realm that's trying to influence you and, and trying to destroy you and trying to take away from you the things that God has for you, the things that God has purchased for you. And we find in, um, in 1 John chapter 4 there where John is exhorting those that he's, he's writing to. I'm not sure if I gave you that verse, Brian. Uh, yeah, there we go. It says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. And by this, you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist. And so we find here that us living in this place where we realize uh, the life of Jesus coming in the flesh and living and dying for us is the very belief and the very doctrine that empowers you to stand against a demonic realm. And this is the very thing that stands when you come to bring your petition in the courts of heaven is the blood of Jesus. And, 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 and Pastor Chris spoke on that last week, you know, about the mercy seat. And what's on the mercy seat? It's the blood of Jesus. And his blood is there because he came. He was one of the sons that came and lived among us. You know, and again, uh, if he is among the sons, it's also a reminder to us that we're a son, right? Because he came among us. He came among the sons. And so we're a son, but you're a son. You're called this morning not just to be a son in the natural, you know, but a son, not a son that's come down from Adam, but a son in the spiritual. You know, you've been adopted uh, into the family of God. You've been born again by the Spirit of God. And the reality that that, that has happened 
that also means now you have an inheritance, right? Just like a father and mother, they pass an inheritance onto their children. God has an inheritance that he has for you and that he wants you. And so you need to know that you're a son. You need to know who you belong to and you need to know what belongs to you. The Lord's calling you, you know, as, as we all move into this year, come away with me. Come away with me to this place under the apple tree because that place of communion is the place that is going to enable you to realize what is your inheritance and start accessing what's yours. You know, there was a man called Jabez, and uh, in Second or First Chronicles, sorry, chapter four and verse nine to ten, here we read: Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother uh, called his name Jabez, saying, "Because I bore him in pain." And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. And so God granted his request. You know, I read this scripture verse many years ago, and the Lord so impacted me and said, You know, the power, Peter, of that verse is in the very first word, oh, oh, God, oh, you know, and he cries out, oh, God, that you would enlarge my territory, that you would bless me. And, and you know, that, that cry of the heart that Jabez has, that cry of the heart that God wants you to have, it comes in this place uh, under the apple tree. It comes in this place as you seek to get alone with him and spend time with him, and, and God will birth things on your heart. He will birth this, this cry in your heart. And, you know, speaking of, of uh, inheritance, you know, when Joshua came into the land uh, to get their inheritance, it's recorded in Joshua chapter 12, verse 17. Um, there's this list of, of 31 kings that were defeated, 31 kings that Joshua and the people of Israel defeated to. And one of the king's names there was the king. He was the king of Tapua. And that is the same word there, that, that Tapua is the same Hebrew word that's used here uh, in the Song of Solomon for the apple tree and, and the apple. And, and it means a place fruitful in apples. Well, you know what? If, if, if there was one of those kings that they had to defeat to come into their inheritance. The Lord is saying to you and me here, he doesn't want the enemy controlling your inheritance. You don't want the enemy controlling your inheritance, right? God, God wants you to defeat that king. God wants you to defeat, you know, whatever that demonic thing is or influence is that is trying to keep you from your, inf- from your place of, of inheriting and possessing what God has for you, the fruitfulness that he has for you. It's, it's interesting that later on uh, in Joshua, a couple of chapters later, it talks about this place of Tapua that they, they ended up possessing. It was one of the defining places of the borders of Judah, of the borders of Manasseh, and the borders of Ephraim, those three tribes. 
And so, you know, you can look into, but I just want to sum it all up this way. You know, Judah means praise. And so God's saying to you and me, if, if this place is, is a place that defines that, that we have to increase our praise. God wants you and me to increase this place of praise and, and worship in our life so that we can come in and find out, God, what are you saying to me? What, what you know, come into that place of intimacy, worship. And that's something, you know, uh, Anita and I have begun to incorporate more in our time together. It's just even starting our, our time together uh, with a worship song, just begin to soak you know, in that time with the Lord, and, and then we kind of move into our prayer time and that. But, uh, you know, we need to increase our praise so that we can take hold of this fruit that God has for you and me. It's also uh, defined the borders, as I said, of Manasseh and Ephraim. And Manasseh means forgetfulness, and Ephraim means fruitfulness. Well, you know, when, when Joseph... If you remember the story of Joseph, he went down into Egypt and he had all kinds of troubles there, but he had two sons that were born to him there, and he named the first one Manasseh, and he named the second one Ephraim, because he said, he said, because God has caused me to forget all my troubles, and he has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. You know, This is the same thing that Paul was saying in Philippians chapter 3. In Philippians chapter 3, we read there, Paul is saying, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and I'm reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So Paul realized too, we got to forget the things that are behind. You know, some of you are stuck in your past and you know who you are. You know, you know that God has been speaking to you about certain things and you're stuck in this place and you're meditating on the things of the the past and, and the hardships that you've had, the hurts that you've experienced. And God wants you to forget those things because your inheritance depends upon it. Your ability to come in and possess what God has for it depends. And you have to forget the things of the past, the things, the wounds, and and the hurts in order to move on to the fruitfulness, in order to possess, as as Ephraim did there, uh, the fruitfulness. And so God wants you to come into that. So as we come back here now, uh, back to the Song of Solomon, uh, we come and and we see, uh, she says here, I sat down in his shade with great delight, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. She sat down in his shade with great delight. She sat down. You know, she rested. She took time apart. And you know, a lot of us in life have gotten so busy, and I really want to encourage you as you're moving forward into 2022 to be a person who takes the time to just sit down and rest and take that time because, you know, some of us, it's so easy to just think about the next task that we're going to do or, you know, the next thing we, we need to go out we need to buy that's going to make me happy. And, you know, 
if you haven't learned this already, I, I'm telling you, it's, it's not going to help you. The next task, the next thing, and yes, we all have things we need to do, and we all have things we need to buy, but if you do it without the rest, if you do it without coming and sitting down under the apple tree, you know, it's not going to get you where you want to go. You know, when we get caught up in those things, we think that we're really accomplishing something. We think that we're really going somewhere, but we're not actually going anywhere. We're stuck in the same place because we're not enjoying that relationship between God and yourself. You're not enjoying relationships with people around you because you're not dwelling, you're not living under the apple tree. You know, we just need to rest. We just need to take time to listen to that small, still voice that is waiting to speak to you, that small, still voice. God wants, so wants to speak to you and me. Now, this expression, um, there is an expression, sorry, found a number of times in the Bible. I'm just kind of diverting from <clears throat> the Song of Solomon here. But uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 32 and 10, it talks about the apple of the eye right? Which is basically, it's, it's um, I'm not sure what the proper word is, a simile, an allegory, but, uh, you know, of the pupil of your eye. And it says there in Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 10, he found him, this is speaking about God and speaking about the children of Israel, he found him in a deserted land and in the wasteland, a howling wilderness. He encircled him, he instructed him, he kept him as the apple of his eye. You know, we just need to stop and, and, and think about that for a moment, how incredible that protection is and, and the benefits that we have as a result because we are God's people, which means we are the apple of his eye. And, you know, the apple of your eye, when you, when you have an object flying towards your eye, you know, how, how you just, you move your head so quickly, or you throw up an arm, or, and of course your eyelids, of course, you often blink them, they go closed. It's something that happens in split seconds. And you know, that's the kind of protection that you and I have with God, is, is he is so quick to be there to provide that protection for you that you need in order for you uh, not to be overtaken by the enemy. And it's such an automatic reaction. And not to mention that even, you know, aside from objects coming at, that might come at you, uh, even on an hourly basis, your eyes are blinking all the time. And that's going on because that's lubricating. That's lubricating your eyes, lubricating the surface of your eye and, and providing and, and bringing cleansing to the eye. And, and, of course, just there, just speaking about the Holy Spirit, right, the anointing, just that lubrication that you need and I need in the Spirit, right? And so, you know, we, we think this thing about the apple of the eye. We, we are the apple of God's eye. But we also find that's God's part. But in Proverbs chapter 7, in verse 2, we're exhorted here by the Lord, and he says, Keep my commands and live, my laws as the apple of your eye. You know, there's a part that we have to do, and to me, I'm just going to put it like this. Here's, here's what this looks like. Here's, here's how you 
protect and keep God's commands as the apple of your eye. Uh, I think it was just this last week, we sat down as a family to watch a movie, and we're partway into it, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 minutes, and it's a movie about these minions, and they're trying to find this evil master that they can serve. And so, like, you know, they found one evil master, and, you know, something happens to him, he gets taken out, and so they go to try to find another evil master. And so they're just looking for evil masters all the time. So as I say, we're 15, 20 minutes into this. And I stop and I say, uh, okay, guys, I said, I don't really see any redemptive value in this movie. I said, guys, what do you say? What do you think we pick another movie? Now, I posed it to them as a question, because I want to move them towards making that choice. Now, if they were to say, no, you know, we want to walk just, we, we kind of think it's good. Well, then <clears throat> at that point, then I'm going to move into a discussion time with them. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> and so, you know, we, we, need to, we need to be in this place where this is how we're protecting ourselves and keeping God's commands. And, you know, I wanted to engage my kids there because, you know, something's going on there with the apple of their eye. You know, they're, they're taking certain things in. We're taking certain things in as a family. And, you know, my wife is just, she is so amazing at this. And, and that is engaging our kids. You know, when, when an issue or something arises, she, you know, just taking that time, she stops and she'll engage them and she'll say, okay, what's going on here? And she'll start talking to them and, and okay, what are you feeling in this? Why, why are you thinking this way? And she'll just process that with them and just helping them to recognize what's at the heart of the matter. Because that's really what the apple tree's all about is, is being in this place. What's at the heart of the matter? What's, what's going on here? And the last thing I'd like to say about the apple of the eye is just the whole reference, of course, that it, it makes to vision. And, you know, when there's damage to the eye, then the amount of light that can come in is diminished and the darkness is increased. And, you know, God has called us as the body of Christ. He's called us as the church to be a people who bring vision, who bring the prophetic and who bring uh, that whole, you know, the light, you know, into the world. You know, Jesus said, you are the light of the world. And so God's called us to be those people. Uh, and that's only going to happen, right? How is it going to happen unless we're under the apple tree, unless we're communing from him and hearing from him? You know, um, a few years back when I was making a transition uh, in my life, and, and as some of you know, I was shifting out of farming and, and, and moving into this place of serving the church and, and uh, serving as as a assistant pastor. And, and over the course of about a week, I kept feeling this phrase come up in my spirit, the road that you take is dangerous. Now, I don't want to say that just about pastoring because farming has its own dangers too. Okay, but the, but the Spirit of God was just saying to me, the road that you take is dangerous. And I shared that with, with my wife. I shared that with a number of other people. And I never had a sense that I wasn't supposed to take the road. I just had this sense that it was a warning. Just beware. You know, the road that you take is dangerous. Well, just last week, when Anita and I were sharing in, in, in one of these times, in, in our time, uh, if I can say, abiding under the apple tree, and 
at one point during that time, I felt all of a sudden that phrase came back to me and the Lord was saying to me, the road that you take is dangerous for the devil. It's like God, all of a sudden, a number of years later, he brought a whole different interpretation to that saying to me. It, it, it just brought a shift in my spirit. And you know, how would I have received that? How can you receive that unless we're spending this time under the apple tree? So, um, so it says here, she sat down in his shade. And then it says she partook of his fruit and, the, and its fruit was sweet to my taste. You know, a lot of us, have gone through things and, and we allow ourselves to get bitter. And the thing that's going to overthrow that bitterness is partaking of this fruit in this place and, and allowing the sweetness to overthrow that bitterness. You know, it's so easy to get bitter about our circumstances um, and, and bitter about things in life. And, and, and it's so easy. And maybe, maybe, this morning, you recognize that you've shifted in this place where a lot of your thinking is negative. It's not positive. Maybe a lot of you, you, you've come to this place where you don't even dream as a Christian anymore. You don't even dream about the things that God wants to do in you and through you. And it's because we need to get back. We need to get back to this place. And, you know, I realize that we all have a fight to fight. But, you know, in the fight, even in the fight, even the good fight of faith, you need to stay sweet. You need to stay tender. And that's going to come in this place. <clears throat> I just want to finish off here. At the end in um, Solomon, uh, chapter 8 and verse 5. And... As this song of Solomon finishes off in chapter 8, one of the things that is said here is it says, I awakened you under the apple tree. It says there, who is this coming up from the wilderness, leaning on her beloved? I awakened you under the apple tree, and there your mother brought you forth. There she who bore you brought you forth. You know, the, the apple tree is meant to be a place where God is awakening things in you. It's a place where a birthing happens. It's a place where fruitfulness happens, where there's reproduction. And, and, and God wants to birth things in you as we move forward into this year. And he's, he, he can only do that under the apple tree. He can only do that as you take time to sit down and rest and and. And partake of that fruit and listen to that, that, that voice of the Spirit that's desiring to speak to you. And so I just believe God has exciting things for us. But, you know, we just, as I finish this thought about this life coming forth under the apple tree, we have to realize that, you know, in birth, there's some labor pains involved. God wants us to remember there's some labor pains involved, even under the apple tree. And sometimes there's some anguish, just like a woman who's in labor. You know, uh, Jesus said in John, you know, when a woman is in labor, uh, you know, she's in anguish until the child is born. And once the child is born, then she forgets the anguish because a new life, a human being has come into the world. 
And so in this place, even under the apple tree, you have to realize sometimes there's some laboring, sometimes there's some pain involved, but it always ends in joy. It always ends in joy. And we don't get the joy unless we come in under the apple tree, unless we go uh, through some of these things and these processes that God has for us. And so I just want to encourage you today that if you could just move, if you're not already there, I really want you to stop and begin to incorporate this in your life. So as we, as we finish this morning, I just want to, here's my, here's my call to you, is that if you're not under the apple tree, get there and get there quickly. You know, because your life depends on it and other people's lives around you depends on it. Make it a time. Make this time for you. If it hasn't already, make it a time of soaking in worship. Make it a time of prayer. Make it a time of just resting and just listening. What is God saying to you in this hour, in this season of your life? What's God saying to you that maybe he has for you to share with somebody else? Secondly, uh, if you're not in a consistent relationship with people in the church, you know, then get involved. Get, get into a connect group. Start connecting with people. Start calling people through the week. Start encouraging other people. Thirdly, if you're not serving in an area in the church, I want to encourage you, find out where you're needed because you are needed. And, and there's places and there's not just within the church, even as we reach out to our community and, and whatever's not even happening now, there's new things. As I said, God wants to birth them. And so find out where you can get plugged in, where you can get involved, because that's part of being under the apple tree. It's, it's being part of the family that is dwelling and living in that place. My second, my next fourth one is uh, marriage, you know. Of course, this whole, this whole song was, was a song that was birthed out of a, a marriage relationship. And if your marriage is on the rocks instead of on the rock, you know, I want to encourage you, start reaching out for help. Start reaching out. Start, start seeking uh, people that you can talk to, people that you can trust, people that you can start working things out with. You know, uh, maybe get into a marriage course. You know, or come and, come and talk to us here. Like there's different avenues where we can approach. Uh, you know, sometimes we do a highway to wholeness and all these things will bring healing to you and, and to your spouse uh, for your marriage. So I just want you to become active, become purposeful in, in seeking help there and, and getting under the apple tree and, and getting inspiration and getting refreshing for your life. And finally, uh, maybe you've been listening this morning and, um, you know, you've never been under the apple tree. Maybe you know this morning, you're, you're not born again by the Spirit of God. You don't, you've never really surrendered your life to Jesus. You've never really given him the opportunity to come in and love you. And so, if that's you this morning, I just want to invite you right now. Just come and just pray after me. And just say, God, I've been holding out on you. You're the lover of my soul. You're my creator. You have things that you planned for me and wrote them down long ago. And I haven't been pressing in to find out what they are. 
Would you cleanse me right now? Jesus, by your blood, wash me clean. Lord, fill me with your spirit right now. Right now where I am. Fill me with your spirit. Lord, I will serve you with all of my heart and all of my mind and all of my soul and all of my strength. Father, I just thank you. Thank you for this new life. Amen. You know, if you prayed that prayer this morning, I want you to know that you are a born again by the Spirit of God, that you are a believer, that you've come into the family of God. And and I want you to share that right away. You know, share that right away with something. You know, what God's done in your life. And come, please connect with us uh, here at the church. You know, we just love to help you uh, get started in, in a new journey, in a new walk with the Lord. And so, uh, yeah, God bless you. I pray this has uh, been encouragement for you and, and just, um, just a focus for you as you're moving into 2022. And not just as an individual, but as we do this together as a people of God. God bless you. Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed our message. If you are in the Quinty West area, we would love to have you visit us on Sunday morning at 24 Dundas Street West, Trenton, Ontario. Check out our service times on our website at atthecrossroads.ca.